I remember I woke up in my dream and being completely aware with a new sense of clarity and instantly knowing that everything around me was just an illusion. I think the same philosophy equally applies to our so-called waking lives. Lucid Lucid living. living. Hey, it's Taryn Guy and welcome to episode two of Lucid Living. Today I wanted to share the genesis of my personal spiritual journey, uh, where that all started for me, because I do feel like we do have certain points in our lives where we are disturbed, (laughs) we are disrupted, and we are awakened. And I feel like it happens more than once, but for that first time, that's definitely a kicker. And for me, uh, I would say that I did not grow up in a religious or spiritual household at all. Uh, And it wasn't that my family didn't believe in God. It was just that there were no talks of God in the house, really. Um, So I would have to say that in my early adulthood is when I started experiencing uh, the need or the want to uh, develop my spirituality. And most of that happened, I would have to say, uh, when my mom passed away very shortly after. Some of you guys are already familiar with this story, but I shall share it again. (laughs) Uh, My mom, she was diagnosed with uh, cervical cancer back in 2004. And um, she actually became stage four fairly quickly. Um, And in 2005, she passed away from cancer. She ended up staying in a hospice. And uh, the night before she passed, I did get a phone call from the nurse saying that my mom wanted to speak to me. And it was urgent. So I spoke to my mother and she said that she missed me. She said that she loved me and she said that she's going home. So when she said this to me, I I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? Ma, no, I'm coming to see you tomorrow. You're not coming home just yet, uh, but I'll definitely see you tomorrow at, at the hospital. And um, she she corrected me. She said, nope. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going home and I just wanted to call you and just tell you that I love you. And she hung up the phone on me and, um, I didn't think anything of it, but that very next day, uh, I did get another phone call and this time saying that my mom passed away. Now, of course, in hindsight, I did realize that that was my mother telling me that she was passing on and clearly she already knew that she was leaving, quote unquote, leaving. You know, I've heard other stories like this where um, people, especially who were terminally ill, knowing exactly when they were passing on and they had these messages for their loved ones because they know. Uh, So I definitely truly believe that that was the case uh, with my mother. So uh, after that, immediately after, I mean, it was devastating. I I was in denial, for one, that she was even sick. To me, you know, this is my mother. She's as strong as a rock. There's no way that she would not fight this and not get through this. Even with her being in a hospice, I still had hope that she would come around. I was no 
I was nowhere near prepared for her to leave at all. Uh, so this was this was shocking to me. And, um, you know, almost immediately she her spirit, which I do believe um, was her spirit. And through these visits is when I started to become very intrigued with the divine nature of the other side and what was I had to question I had no choice but to question what was happening and I'll share a couple of those experiences with you now what happened almost immediately uh, as soon as I got the news as soon as I got the news um, my oldest son who was five at the time and my younger son which he was four at the time uh, my oldest son was extremely close to my mother uh, he even wanted to sleep with her every single night they were two peas in a pod and the thing is my oldest son had trouble sleeping every single night every single noise anything would wake him up um, he would never like fall into that REM sleep it was just so hard for him and um, he just needed to be comforted all the time as well and when I got the news, I just went crazy. I cried. I bawled my eyes out. I was screaming. I, I was making a lot of noise in the house from crying. And I woke up my younger son, of course. I woke him up and he started crying. So now it was the both of us crying. And for some reason, um, my oldest son, who was extremely close with my mother, he didn't budge. He was sleeping like an angel. Nothing would wake him up. And even though, again, I wasn't aware of my spiritual intuition, I should say, because uh, I feel like we all have it. We just either have to tap into it or we're, the, we're either aligned or we're not. And uh, then I, I didn't know anything. But my intuition told me automatically that my mother was with him she was beside him and she kept him from waking up now a couple of days after she passed away of course I had to start planning for her funeral um, during those two days I would say uh, a lot of strange things started happening around the house and one of those things was um, the light bulbs oh so many light bulbs just went out they were dead. Uh, then I would replace the light bulbs and they would go out again. So again, me not knowing anything, I've, I haven't heard any like stories. Of, I was just so in the dark about these types of things and testimonies and people passing and, and spirits. Um, I was just so ignorant to that. So there's nothing that I wasn't necessarily looking for anything. Um, but these were things that I couldn't help but notice just being strange. I also remember setting my alarm for six in the morning and it went off at like three o'clock in the morning. Now I found that to be strange. Maybe I set the wrong time by accident. So you know there's like this little button that you press just to see what your set time is. And when I pressed that button, it did say six o'clock. So there was no reason, no reason at all for that alarm to go off at three o'clock. Um, logically, at least. So yeah, the, the alarm woke me up at three, um, not being set for that. And I found that very strange. Also, what really blew me away and really kind of 
um, I should say, put some fire under me spiritually was one day, um, well, one night I was, I, I couldn't sleep in my own bed. I, you know, my mom and I, we all lived together. So I was still in the same house. I would sleep in the living room and I left, I would leave all the lights on, including the TV. So one night I was sleeping on the couch and the TV just went to snow. That shh. Uh, yeah, the TV went to snow. And as soon as I woke up, uh, I felt pinned down. I couldn't move. And I am very, uh, very familiar with astral travel. In hindsight, of course, not then, but very familiar with astral travel and sleep paralysis and all of that. This wasn't that. Um, because I was able to move my head, but I wasn't able to move my body. And usually with sleep paralysis, you can move your eyes, you know, back and forth, but you can't move your entire body. Um, so I was able to move my head back and forth and I just couldn't understand why my body wasn't moving and I couldn't say anything. And when I was about to start freaking out, <laughs> uh, I heard something and it was, I, it was my left ear. I heard in my left ear, it was a high frequency, a high pitch sound. And it almost sounded like a chipmunk, like a very, like Alvin and the Chipmunks, you know, the, the album, uh, their songs. It kind of sounded like that, but I heard, and it felt like it was a struggle. And what the voice said was, I love you. And as soon as this voice said, I love you in very high pitch frequency. I was let go. I was able to finally move and the television went back to being normal. The snow just went away. So clearly there was some kind of energy <laughs> in the home to cause the television to act up and high pitch sounds and so on and so forth. Um, so as soon as I was let go and I was able to move, I ran out of the house. I ran outside of the house. I left all of the doors open. And at this point, I just said, okay, what is happening? What is this? Who is this? It feels like my mother, but my mother is scaring me. She's scaring the crap out of me. So let's find a happy medium. I just, I just wanted to surrender in that moment to really understand what was happening and to kind of get some space. I felt like I needed some mental space to really acknowledge what was happening, to mourn at the same time, because this was like within like less than a week of her passing. So all of these, uh, these experiences are happening to me as I'm still trying to come to grips with her not being here. So it was a very scary time, but yet a very enlightening time. And here's why. The next day I had to stay with a friend. I couldn't stay by myself anymore. And uh, that first night I stayed with my friend and we went to sleep. I didn't wanna sleep alone, so we slept together. And uh, I remember having this dream. And then I would call it a dream, but now that I know better, I know for a fact that that was definitely a visit for sure. It was like my first real vivid uh, visit that kind of lasted for a while for me. Um, had a very long lasting effect. 
And this visit is what changed me and what healed me. When she came to me that night, she was telling me that she loved me and that there's nothing to be afraid of, absolutely nothing to be afraid of. And she said that she was fine where she is. She's doing, she was telling me how amazing she is actually. And I guess I just couldn't understand because she wasn't here, you know? She was gone. So how how can you be so happy right now? You know, I mean, I've heard these stories about heaven and, you know, how amazing it is. But wait, <laughs> you know, I just lost you. So she, basically what she did in this moment when she felt that I was confused and scared is she... She, there was an energy transfer that happened and she literally took like imagine her taking like a ball of light out of her right and putting it inside of me it, it was kind of like that that's what it felt like so she she transferred this energy from her and she gave it to me and as soon as that transfer happened I changed everything changed um I saw colors that I've never seen. I, everything was so beautiful. Um, the feeling was something I couldn't, I can't even describe in words because it was so beautiful and peaceful and warm and loving and like just times one million. And it's almost like how would people describe their uh, experience with near death experiences. Um, claiming to have gone to the other side for a second and they came back and, you know, there were claims that they didn't even want to come back because it was so amazing and beautiful and joyful and peaceful. So I felt like I, I experienced that because she transferred her energy to me. So then once she did that, she took it back. She took the ball of light and she put it back inside of her. And she said, uh... This is, this is where I am. This is what I am. So as soon as she did that, she said her goodbyes and she kind of disappeared. Uh, she floated away and it was, it was so weird. This may sound a little weird, but again, once I started like doing some research, I realized that there were a lot of people who, who actually saw the same thing in their dreams of their loved ones who who's passed so it's like a same pattern so um her head it was all I saw was a floating head it, it was so weird but it kind of disappeared disappeared and got further and further away almost like a balloon just floating away and once she was completely gone I woke up when I woke up I was in tears but it wasn't tears of just me being sad or it wasn't there was no fear at all. I wasn't afraid of anything. It was literally tears of joy because I've never experienced anything so beautiful. And as soon as I woke up, my friend woke up at the same time. And before I can even get a word out, before she even knew that I was even crying, she said to me first, she said, oh my God, I just had a dream about your mom. She, she came to me with a message and she told me to make sure that I take care of you, that I look out for you. So it was insane because this is how I felt like, this is what confirmed to me that it was a visit and not just your average dream. 
whatever these dreams are, right? Because we really still don't have a huge, um, just logical understanding of what dreams are. You know, they're different levels of consciousness, so it's still real. Your dreams are not fake, <laughs> so to say. Long story short, my mother came to both of us at the same time. This is how I know this was real energy. Um, and this was, this was real. It was real. And another beautiful thing about this experience is that I was able to go home. I wasn't afraid anymore. I wasn't afraid of the TV going to snow again. I wasn't afraid of being woken up in the middle of the night by a ghost alarm. I wasn't afraid of the dark. I wasn't afraid to sleep in my own bed. I was actually healed. This experience healed me. Whatever she transferred to me healed me. It was healing energy. And from there on is when my relationship became stronger with the divine, with God, with my mother's spirit and, and what she's left behind. Um, all of that in one, just balled up into one. My relationship in all aspects became stronger because I knew that I was healed. Once I started becoming okay with my mother's presence, because after that I felt it all the time, uh, I started, I just became, again, intrigued. And that night, the night of the visit, was my awakening. It, it, there was something, there was a brand new me that was born out of that experience or a brand new part of me that I just needed to get to know again. And the next experience um, happened with the number 1111. It was something that I didn't notice until later, but the first uh, introduction, I should say, to this number, these consecutive ones was pretty... Uh, it was it was pretty direct. There was no subtle way at all. And my phone rang and it the number was 1111111111. Okay? It was all ones. I looked at my phone and I just said, "Who in the hell has a number with all ones. This is ridiculous and I don't know if I should answer <laughs> because it was just shocking. But I did answer the phone. And as soon as I answered the phone, no one was on the other line. However, I felt it felt like my mother walked into the room. It was like she was standing right there. And you know what it feels like when you're not looking at someone who walks into a room or becomes present, you know what that energy feels like. It's very subtle, but it's it's strong enough for you to know that there's a presence. And that's exactly what it felt like. And it didn't just feel like any presence. It felt like my mother. So as soon as that happened, you know, I was like, whoa. But again, I wasn't afraid because now I was used to things happening. Um, so I kind of just smiled about it and moved on. But it's funny because the numbers never left me. Once I got that phone call, I saw 1111, 111, any kind of consecutive ones, but 1111, 1111 being the, the main number sequence. Um, 
every day it followed me, whether it be from the microwave or a license plate or a receipt or the clock, everywhere. I couldn't shake it. And it would happen multiple times a day to the point where it was pretty damn big. It was pretty obnoxious. So this is what caused me to research the 1111 experiences caused me to look this shit up. I was just like, wait a minute. All right. What is this phenomenon? Because this is just odd. <laughs> you know, I know I've had experiences with my mother, but this one right here. So when I looked up the number, um, what I read was that uh, there, it was an angel number for one. And on an energetic level, it vibrates really high to the point of uh, manifestation, rapid manifestation. It The numbers together, the consecutive ones, create this energy vortex that is known for manifesting things rapidly in that moment. This is why people say make a wish, 1111 make a wish. Now that's a very surfaced way to, uh, <laughs> to, describe what this number is um, as far as vibration and frequency goes, but it's it's on the right track. But it's definitely beyond just make a wish. So there's a vortex and in that moment, if you are thinking anything positive, you keep that momentum going in that moment when you see the numbers. So in that moment, it's important to keep the momentum going with the positive thinking or whatever it is that you were thinking about that made you feel good so that it can continue to happen on a much bigger and faster scale. And if you are thinking negatively, you must stop because it is not biased. Whatever is happening in that moment will continue to happen on a rapid level. So if you are thinking negatively, you must change your thoughts to something that feels better during that moment of seeing 11 11s or consecutive ones. Okay, so I read that and that was cool. And I was just like, well, this has nothing to do with my mother. You know, this is cool and all. But then I started seeing it. And, and what happens when certain numbers speak to us because it is the language of the universe it is the language of god like the the world is math <laughs> you know we are mathematics in a sense and um it's just a different language that you start to understand once you open yourself up to understanding it and i realized that and i started creating my own meaning around it intuitively so what it was for me on top of the manifestation was it was a confirmation number for me. That's what it became. And it also became a way, a gateway for my mother to actually come through and say hi, like literally say hi. Um, and I'll tell you how I made that connection <laughs> a little bit down the line. But as far as the confirmations go with 1111, what would happen is sometimes I would literally ask things out loud or questions or I'll be really pondering on something, come up with an answer for it or a solution, and then I would wonder if I made the right decision. And literally in those moments of wondering or not being sure, 
knowing already, but not following my own intuition and not being sure and pretending that I was confused because that's what we all do. We, We pretend that we are confused. We know everything. It's just remembering that you do, right? So when I would ask or question things, I would just look up and see the number somewhere in some weird place. And every time I saw that number, it confirmed my intuition. It confirmed my intuitive feeling. And I went, always went that way. It was like a, an answer for me. It was like, yes. 1111 for me represented my yes. Oh my God, I don't know if I should take that job. Oh, well, uh, I don't really want to do it, but I don't know. And then all of a sudden I look up and I'll see 1111 and I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you for that confirmation. I will take the job. And it was, it was that simple. And it became uh, a navigational number for me. And it's never failed me. Even when the numbers or even when that yes felt like no. But I trusted so much. Um, I trusted my divine spirit and, and, and intuition and being in tuned so much. Now, as far as my mother saying hi to me, Oh boy. I mean, hey, I you guys asked for all of this, all right? <laughs> you guys asked for examples and experiences, so I'm giving them to you. My mom saying hi. There was a song that she sang all the time, and I come from a very musical family, even though it skipped a generation with me because I can't sing. <laughs> uh, but my mother could sing. My grandfather was um, lead singer of the Coasters, you know, So she was an amazing singer and she would sing, I will love you anyway, even if you cannot stay, right? Excuse my non-singing, but she, oh my God, she sang it so beautifully. So there would be, literally there'll be times I'm like, no, this is not happening, especially in the car. If I'm in the car and the radio's on or Pandora, right? Whatever's on. If I happen, and this happens so many times, if I, I look at the, the, the clock in the car and it's a digital 1111 or 111, before I can even like take another breath, guess what song is coming on? It is Sweet Thing. And anytime Sweet Thing is associated with the number, I really know my mother is here. She is really showing her behind and she is definitely saying hello you know so um that's just one example of many because i can go on and on uh on how i just use that number to connect with my mother and just to connect in general let's see another 1111 because you guys are really intrigued by this i based on social at least you guys are really intrigued with the 1111 experiences um once and you know what the thing is when you go down a rabbit hole there's that that Alice in Wonderland trip is is real okay it's real because there is no going back no going back now this one goes a bit deeper I, I, I'm gonna share at least two more experiences um, this one goes a little bit deeper when I was doing my research on 1111 I started doing I started looking up stones. For some reason, my spirit was just like, pick a stone. (laughs) Just like that. Just pick a stone. So um, 
And again, I'm coming from a world of not even having a reference point. So all of these messages that are being spoken through like this other language that I'm just now getting used to, there's no reference point for me, consciously at least, because I I didn't grow up with this. I didn't I wasn't around people who talked about stones and numbers and God for that matter, you know. Uh, so again, just understand that everything that that was spoken through me or to me was from the divine. It wasn't through like a YouTube video. <laughs> But anyway, um, I was told to pick a, pick a stone and what automatically came to me was my daughter for some reason, because my daughter, um, she was, this was like clearly three or four years moving forward from my mother passing, um, and me being pretty comfortable in, in where I, my divineness, I guess, <laughs> in my spirituality at this point still exploring of course and um, my daughter's name is Jada now my mother she came to visit me so much when I was pregnant during my pregnancy and uh, towards the end of my pregnancy there was this very very uh, vivid dream where she came to me my daughter was born and she told she told me that my daughter was going to be a healer and when my daughter was born in my dream she was covered in green I was about seven months pregnant. She was covered in green. And I, again, I had no idea that green is considered the healing color. Had no idea. But that that was the message in my dream, period. Very straightforward. So my daughter was nameless even after she was born. She, for a whole day, she was baby guy in the hospital because I had no idea what I was gonna name my daughter. And uh, for some reason, like right before leaving the hospital, I named Jada. Jada just came out of nowhere. There was, again, consciously no reference point. I was just like, huh, I like Jada. So Jada it is. So what I realized is that later on, like later, later on, I, I thought about the dream that I had again. And I remember my mother in the dream saying that my daughter was a healer and now again I'm looking for stones because my spirit said hey look for a stone that speaks to you so I started putting all the puzzle pieces together and I realized that my daughter's name is Jada who was told to me in a dream that she was a healer and I'm I am uh, gravitating towards the Jade stone and the jade stone is green. Now my daughter was born with a green bubble in that dream and she's a healer. Green, healing, jade, healing. My daughter's name is Jada. Plain and simple, I was like, okay. <laughs> All right, this, this couldn't be apparent or obvious enough. So jade was the stone. That became the stone that I gravitated towards because just in that sitting, just in me, just just kind of contemplating on certain things, it became so clear. Okay, and it doesn't stop here. Okay, this, this stuff is just exciting for me when I think back. Then I realized that, God, I realized that Jade, of course, numbers vibrate. Everything has vibration to it. 
frequency levels that match. Some don't align, so they're not, you know, it, that's just how it is. So what makes the stone jade vibrate to its highest capacity is the number one. I had no idea. So the number one or number 11 activates the jade to like way beyond, like just to, like I said, to its fullest capacity. So at this point, I had the tattoo 1111 on my wrist at this point. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. So then, <laughs> so then I, I go out that same day. I go to the city and I got off the train and I walked the wrong way. I am born and raised in New York. There is no way that I'm getting lost in New York, especially in Manhattan. It's a grid, okay? It's a number grid. So I walked the wrong way by accident. Yeah, accident. And there was this street fair going on in the direction I was walking towards. So I ended up going to the street fair instead. And this Chinese man called me over. I kid you not. He called me over randomly and said, come over here. I have something for you. So I'm looking and I'm just like, what is this man trying to sell me? <laughs> What's going on? And he, he pulled out a bracelet and the bracelet was a jade bracelet and it had an elephant engraved in it. And he uh, just told me the meaning behind it. Um, there were like clouds. There were so many engravements in, in the, um, in the bracelet. And he was just telling me what each one meant, but it, it was, it was a jade bracelet. So do you realize what that meant to me in that moment? Because here I am, I am over here realizing that jade is my stone based on what, <laughs> what I was told and, and what made sense to me. And I just randomly walk the wrong way, which never happens, really. And then I get led to a jade bracelet. A jade bracelet was given to me that day. So that's just one like amazing divine experience. And I was just on a high that day. I was on a total high, complete high. Now, another experience that I do wanna share with you I have so many in the archives, but here's a very special one to me. And this one is, a sh this is a short story. Um, on my mother's seventh year anniversary um, of her passing, I decided I wanted to, uh, to spread her ashes in the water. And her ashes were in my closet forever. Like I, once I put them in there, I never took them out. I was just so scared. I, I didn't want to touch anything. I didn't want to touch it. But finally, for some reason on the seventh year, I felt like I wanted to finally take the ashes out. And when I took them out, I'm super, super sensitive to energy now. So it was just like, it was radiating, it was hot. And I held her ashes and I started talking to her as if she was here. And I was just telling her how much I loved her and missed her and that I'm going to just free another aspect of her as well as me. Uh, me spreading her ashes definitely was symbolic for 
my own freedom in a sense as well. So as I was talking to her, and this rarely happened, uh, but I heard the voice again. But this time it wasn't a high frequency chipmunk voice. It was telepathic, but it was clear as day. Oh my God, if you've ever experienced telepathy, oh man, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. So it's it's just a feeling that you hear and you know the message. So I heard her um, uh, telepathically say to me, to, uh, she said, go look at the clock right now. Like she interrupted my conversation with her and she told me to go look at the clock. And I started, I started laughing. I shook my head. I said, no, no, there's no way this is about to happen. And then she interrupted me again. She said, go look at the clock again through telepathy. So I get up and I go look at the microwave. And as soon as I look at the microwave, it is 11, 11 a.m. So I took a deep breath just like that. And I started crying, but again, they were tears of joy. And I started laughing at the same time because I just found it so funny, you know. And again, that that's also what made uh, the bond stronger with understanding that this uniquely, in, in, in my unique way, this is our way of communicating on top of what the number means generally, this is my little twist on it. She speaks to me through this number. So um, those are a few of my 1111-111 experiences. And um, this is why it is tattooed on me. This is why it means so much to me. So the reason why I say all of this is the genesis of my spiritual awakening. At least one of my spiritual awakenings because I know I have many more to go because I've had a few uh, recently, a few more awakenings that, you know, I just keep getting knocked upside the head more and more and more. But the more that you become accustomed to expecting your next awakening or expecting your path of enlightenment to surprise you every now and then, you're not as surprised when it happens. You're actually grateful and thankful. And, and that's what I am. I'm definitely thankful for this language that I have with God, and with everything around me. All of this definitely led me down this path and it's just become stronger and stronger. I just have to say that if you are experiencing some things that are divine and you are afraid, don't be. You know, if you have questions, just ask. And when I say ask, ask out loud. Ask God, ask your higher self, just ask. And you will get the answer. Sometimes we're afraid of the answer or sometimes we already know, but we're not ready to face what that is. But if there's something that's making you uneasy and you just keep getting <laughs> reminders of what where you're supposed to be focused or, um, what you're supposed to be doing and you continue to ignore that out of fear you will the voice will get louder and louder it doesn't go away it doesn't go away so just work with it <laughs> and ask i i swear to god sometimes i forget how easy it is to ask god for answers eventually you will become familiar with 
the voice that you are comfortable with, the voice that you understand, the language that you understand. There's so many different languages in which God speaks to people or intuition. And just like, you know, with some people, they're like, 1111, what? Like, that's not God. I'm sorry, sweetheart. That's not your mom. And that's not for you to say because everybody has their different truths. Everyone has their own truth and their own reality. And I just like to say, just figure out what yours is. Figure out your language. Figure out your gateway. Because I get a lot of messages from some of you out there saying, I wish, I wish I can speak to my late father. Or I wish I can get messages from God. Or I wish I knew how to follow my intuition. But nothing happens. It's you having to get out of your own way and you just being open to what the truth is for you. There are consequences when you don't listen, but you heard. You know, you're no longer in a state of ignorance. See, that's also scary for some people. When you know, you can't unknow. So now you're responsible for what you know. So some people would rather be in the dark or they would rather not hear anything at all just so that they're not responsible in moving forward. God has been screaming at me for these past, whew, for these past few months, uh, a lot since the new year, like screaming at me. If it doesn't make me feel good, that means that I'm resisting what's being told to me because I know exactly what's being told. But the fact that I don't wanna go that route is what makes me sad or that's what gives me dis-ease or that's what brings me to a point of being slightly depressed or not in a great mood is because I'm resisting, I'm not listening. It's literally like a parent and a child. I'm choosing not to listen and choosing not to listen never feels good. I say this to say, just connect. And it's not hard to connect, just simply want to connect and make Put forth some kind of effort and don't ignore the signs. You know, some people would even say, well, that's not your mother speaking to you, that's God. Thank you for telling me what my experience is, thank you. But if in my reality, if it feels better for me to think that that is my mother, let me think it. If that's what gets me through, let me get through it because God is everything. God is me, God is my mom, God is everything to me. This is not me telling you what God is, this is me telling you what God is to me. <laughs> There's a difference. There is a huge difference and we all have our unique relationship. And that's what we should probably focus on is just our unique relationship, our unique paths. Everything is different. We look different. We are different. None of us are the same. No two people are alike. So maybe we should apply that same philosophy to our relationships with God. Anyway, um, I hope this helped some of you, um, whether you're mourning someone that you love or whether you're trying to connect on a deeper level um, spiritually and you are open, but you haven't you know, crossed over to that just yet. When I share my testimonies, all I want to do, I am not coming from an expert point of view at all. I am no expert in spirituality or humanity or divinity. 
I am no expert. However, I do have experiences and I feel like all I want to do is just inspire people to strive for their own personal freedom through their mind, body, and soul. Or even if it's confirmation, even if you've been seeing the numbers or you've had similar experiences, if this is confirming, great. If this has you questioning your beliefs, awesome. Because one thing that I say is question everything. That's how you get to where you're going, is by questioning. The question takes you to where you need to be. The question takes you to your destination. It's the question. It's not the fear of questioning. That's like being afraid to get on that plane and flying to your destination. That's what happens when you are fearful of questioning. So just always understand that it's your life and your path. And it'll always be that, your life and your path. Anyway, thank you guys for listening and I shall see you on the next episode. Listen, listen, listen.